Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the nation's favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. But before we get into it, don't forget our live podcast in Southend this coming Sunday. Now, unless, of course, you're listening to this uh, later on, and in which case this Sunday has probably been and gone, and you missed out, and you would have missed out on something absolutely brilliant. But anyway, get your tickets by clicking the link in the episode description. So, here we go. Uh, and I should warn you, uh, this is not for the squeamish, this episode. Uh, our guest this week has uh, been, been through it a bit through his entire life. Um, he's very graphic uh, in, in, his, in his telling of his story, and uh, we had a laugh about it. You know, he, he uses—he's got a very dark sense of humour. Our guest this week—that's uh, how he uses. That's what he used to get through it. So, um, a miracle of medical science, and uh, they didn't always get it right. And uh, you'll hear all about that in the episode. So, I sat down this week at the wonderful Smoke and Mirrors in one of my favourite cities, Bristol. Thank you to the guys at Smoke and Mirrors for letting us use the back room. So let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone, please welcome Daryl Hembra. Here we are at Smoke and Mirrors in Bristol. Just before we do our Edinburgh preview tonight, my man here, Daryl. Hembra. Hembra. And you're from Bristol. I um, as I do remember seeing you. I remember just seeing you come in and I'm like, I wonder what that guy's story is. Because <laughs> you've got some impressive scars. Yep. And when you see someone with impressive scars like that, I always think, wow, what's the story behind that? What happened there? And it's like, you've got, and then talking to you this year, straight away, you were just chatting away, like we've known each other for ages. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then you, you bless you, you listen to the podcast, and then it was like, I was like, yeah, come on, man, come and have a chat. And here you are. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing comedy now. How long have you been doing that? Uh, it- about a year in February yeah. it was. So twenty second, twenty third of February. Okay. So it was, about, it was about a year. Yeah, right. And uh, you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I, I I I enjoyed it from the start. Um took like, I don't know, November October, November off sort of. Yeah. Did a did this next act Christmas special in Bristol yeah where me and my friend Greg Winfield did each other's jokes oh right oh, you swap material yeah right. which is difficult for him to do because all mine's about me yeah um, <laughs> do you talk about but, what what's 
Yeah, yeah. I talk about how I look and yeah. conditions and stuff. Yeah, right. And uh, that went really well. Brilliant. And I thought, I want to get back up on stage. Yeah. So eventually, come the new year, I did. Brilliant. You're also a model as well, aren't you? Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> how mad is that? You're getting into... I know, yeah. it's nuts. So what? So what's the story then, Daryl? What, what? What's your story? What's what happened, mate? What's because what? Because you're happened, a very impressive looking what, dude. What happened? Yeah. Was and I'm sorry if that's a crass, no. crass way of asking. Or it's no, a shit no. question. What happened is that I was born. Okay, it's a good start. Yeah, and um, I was born with a condition called fibrous syndrome. Okay, what's that? Uh, it's a, a condition where the bones in the head and other places are fused together. Right. So, as I grew up, as I got older, the the skull didn't grow. Right. But obviously the brain did. Okay. So they had to do the growing of the skull for me. So go in there and knock it about and really rebuild it. Yeah. And then. So that I had that done about eight times as I grew. Wow. Um, that's the main scar from ear to ear. Yeah. Uh, and it's I'm a doozy f- as well. So great yeah, scar, great. man. <laughs> um, and then I also have and had lots of other conditions. Wow. Okay. Which weren't necessarily connected with the fibre syndrome, no. which is rare in itself. Right, yeah. I remember when my eldest son was at school, there was a young lad, Alex, that was in that is in his class, and his skull, when he was born, his skull was the wrong way around. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. So sort okay. of a similar... Similar kind yeah. of stuff, yeah. There's so uh, I dealt with the craniofacial support group as a child. Okay. And within their list of things that they deal with, there's hundreds of different things. Really? And mine's one of the rarest. Yeah. And what's it called again? Pfeiffer syndrome. Pfeiffer syndrome. So and, that's okay. uh, P-F-E-I-F-F-E-R. And that's really rare. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the name of the, what did you say, the support group you were just part Cranio of? Craniofacial support group. Right. I think it's now called Headlines. Okay. <laughs> Made it more punchy. As you do. Yeah. But, um, but that's just some of my conditions. But you haven't uh, let them hold you back. I mean, like no, say comedy, no, modelling, no. acting. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're done, not f- done a bit of extras work. Yeah, you're not you, fucking about. No, I'm. The since doing the comedy, I just say yes to those things. Yeah, and I, uh, that's incredible. That that you just you've not let any of this hold you back. You've just got stuck no. in and gone fuck it. No, yeah. It's nice. Amazing, mate. Absolutely amazing. But, um, yeah, there's... Uh, I don't mean to sound patronising, <laughs> so I'm not being a prick. You are, though. <laughs> See, that's something else as well. The other day when we were talking online and I put that picture up, I had Spencer Jones's um, ping-pong ball eyes in and then you went... <laughs> you went, you, yeah, uh, you look yeah. like you're mocking me. Now, we've, yeah. only, we've only met yeah. properly once. I sent once. you that picture. Yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. then I was like... Me and Grant uh, Cherokee, yeah. Yeah, and I said to my Mrs. Jade, I'm like, oh, God, have I upset him? She went, no, he's fucking about. And then you sent me the picture. <laughs> oh, thank fuck for that. Because I'm, like, I'm like, no, I'm not I'm saying that. I wish you'd have said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, it's insensitive. 
but yeah, no, no, that's good. So that was when you were. So you did. So when you were, that was when you were born. You were born like that. Yeah, born that? with that. Yeah. Uh, the, so straight away when you were the born. Bit, they had to... The bit my mum noticed was my big toe on my right foot. She knew from that I had something wrong. Really. And I've had. I've even had that big toe surgical sur surgery on it. Really. Um, what was different about your toe? I had a an extra bone in the right hand side of my toe. So as my toe grew, it yeah. pushed against the other toe and went outwards. Oh, shit. So what they did is they took the that they cut that bit of bone out. Yeah. And so you shortened it and straightened it. Okay. And put a screw in. Right. And I think only last year I had that screw removed. Yeah, really? It was causing me jip. Yeah, of course it was. Massive screw mind. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I said to them, I, said, being cute? I sat there and I watched it up. I watched it get unscrewed. Oh my god! Because I like it. Um, <laughs> um, and I said, to, I said to the surgeon, "Oh, are you going to just literally unscrew it?" And he went, "Yeah." I just screw unscrewed and it he out. Just, he just had a surgical steel screwdriver, like posi drive, just unscrewing it, and I saw it come out, and it was about twice the length of my toe. Fuck me. Which Have you was, kept it, make it into a I necklace? Wish. He wouldn't let me. Really? It's yours. Apparently the NHS got to incinerate it. Oh really? Because I might like catch it this I don't know. Fuck's sake. Yeah, that would have been a great necklace. Or I was gonna try and find a equivalent kind of screw. Yeah. And maybe like have it. Turn that into a yeah. necklace or something. Yeah, 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 would have been fucking great. Put some blood on it. <laughs> yeah, I watched, so you've got a dark sense of humour is what I'm gathering. Yeah, yeah. Especially for what you were telling me earlier. But I watched that be done and that was... Even the nurses were like, do you want to watch? I was like, yeah. So you enjoy all that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was your... You said you had other conditions. Um, obviously, you've heard me speak. Because... Mm. Um, Sounds sexy. Yeah, that's it's, what you were telling me. Fucking is. <laughs> um, basically, uh, when I was about eight, nine, right, somewhere around. For example, I can't remember for sure when it was. You were a young kid. Yeah, I was a young kid, and I had a lot of breathing troubles. Okay. So eventually, the old children's hospital in Bristol. Yeah. St Michael's Hill uh, I spent a lot of time there okay. and uh, due to my breathing troubles they gave me a tracheostomy okay. in the neck to yeah, basically yeah, yeah. help me breathe Yeah. or as I say actually actually breathe breathe um, and when I had that I, it was a really I think it was a really small tube small the smallest they could possibly use right because you were so young because I was my airway at the time was like too small and yeah so this. what were you rushed to hospital or? Uh, yeah was I it, think so yeah. I was either that or I was already in there okay um, comatose um, and when I had that basically I'm telling you my my stand up routine without the punchlines alright <laughs> Um, and when I had the trackie, they my my airway was so bad it collapsed. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so um, the 
the surgeons were obviously worried. Mm, of course. As was my parents and not me because I was out of it. You were out of it, yeah. Um, so you don't remember any of it? Not really. I no. remember the good bits because yeah, I was yeah, enjoying yeah. myself and stuff. Um, they were, they didn't know what to do. They went around the country to different specialists and a lot of those didn't know what to do. No. And then Great Ormond Street Hospital got involved. Okay. And they said they would do something. Yeah, right, okay. Although they're the only ones. Mm. So I got shipped off to Great Ormond Street. Um, and to, to cut a long story short, what they did was they got some of my ribs. Yeah. Used those ribs, so whether it's the bones or the cartilage or whatever, um, to rebuild my airway. Right, okay. So, wow. Uh, so they did it. And because it's my my cartilage, my bones. Yeah. It grows to me. It, it's, right, it, it sticks yeah. to me. So they did that and they said that I may never speak again. Wow. And this was because, at nine years old. Because of the collapse yeah. of the airway, obviously the vocal cords are affected. Mm. The breathing's affected, all of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so afterwards, I... Had speech and language therapy for a oh. bit, and I had a, like a, an amplifier to help with my voice. Oh, what, like one of those boxes? Yeah, it's just yeah. a microphone on a little, okay. little box with mm. speaker or whatever. And um, I started speaking. So when I started speaking, we, no one ever said anything other than, oh, he's speaking, great. Mm. And so we assumed that because they said I would never speak, I'd probably never speak again. Yeah. We assumed that the things that help you speak, the, the vocal cords, mm. have uh, had a bit of, uh, they recuperated. They, yeah. they fixed, they got, they, they got, they fixed a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so just for nothing of it about, Four years ago, I was at home doing something and I I did think something was... I wondered if there was any exercise I could do right, for, my, okay. for my the voice that I have. Yeah. But there was obviously there was something going on. Yeah. So up until four years ago, you weren't... Round about. We, you couldn't yeah. really speak? I, I, I'm, I'm do, I was doing this. Okay. What I'm doing now, but we didn't know why. Okay. And um, so I went back to the, I went to the GP mm. and told him that I was struggling and yeah. it dries out quite quickly right. and things like this. Hence the glass of water that yeah, I've got by yeah, the side yeah. of me. Um, and he said, oh, well, I'll send you back to the ear, nose and throat clinic. I just expected to go in, see a specialist and go, just whatever, but I walked in the room, or saying that, I I got called in the room. My dad stayed in the waiting room. Yeah. Because there was there was really no room in the in the in the mm. specialist room. And I walked in and the woman that called me in was a 
speech and language therapist. Okay. And there were like four or five other people in the room, other speech and language therapists, other uh, the specialist, the mm. surgeon, all of it. And at first I was like, I didn't expect this much. No. <clears throat> but I'm thinking now, they must have looked at my notes and gone, ah. Mm. Um, so I sat down and they got the, the long camera, which they stick yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. They stick in holes of humans. <laughs> so they stuck it on my nose and goes up and down the airway. Yeah, I've had that, it's horrible. And uh, I actually quite like it. You're fucking weird. <laughs> and and, you like that sort of thing. And I, I, as I, if I could, I, I, I watch the, I watch the screen with it oh, and my stuff. What? Great, I love it. You love all that. I've seen. I think I saw. <coughs> yeah, they showed me something when they were doing it to me. But well, you see all the. It's just a feeling of it going out. It, horrible. It shows you that when it's finished, you know where to stick your finger and get the boogers. <laughs> <laughs> or the tweezers and get the hairs. Get right up there. Because you've, you've seen it? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I bet you were going, oh, it's so big and up there. Yeah, and I'm, I'm there and eventually I, yeah. they took the, they took the, I think I was a bit uncomfortable this time around because I wasn't at ease no. with it. So it was hurting a bit more this but time. Yeah, like gagging a bit. Yeah. And um, they took the, the camera out and eventually, I, I mean, I, I looked at everyone and they were, apart from maybe the specialist, they were, I don't know, gobsmacked. Yeah, right. The, what, what had they seen? The thing is, they had seen nothing. Okay. Because there's nothing there to see. So what they should have seen was vocal cords. Yeah. And what they saw was no vocal cords. There's nothing there. It's, they're so swollen, they're basically not working. Okay. So I'm just talking hot air, pretty what? much. <laughs> and that's what they said. They were, they said that, and I'll tell you now, what, um, they told me this, and one of the speech and language therapists ran out of the room. Right. Remembering that my dad was in the waiting room. Yeah, right, okay. She ran across the waiting room. Yeah. To the speech and language therapy department. Yeah. And it she went there to get the um the the model of the body, the human yeah, body yeah. of all the insides. Yeah. And she ran back, me not knowing at this and time. And you're just sat there this whole time yeah, like what the fuck's going on? talking to me. And my, not knowing at this time that my dad was in the waiting room, nervous as hell because he knew her He's because right. she called me in. Yeah, yeah. To see her running across the room, well, she just remembered, running yeah. back while she was getting this model of the yeah, yeah. human body. So she comes back and she puts it in front of me and she goes, "You see those vocal cords?" And I went, "Yeah." She took them out of the. She took them out of the model and went, "You ain't got them." What? So, so what's so what she said that's technically what you've yeah. not got it. So even the stuff that they when they took the cartilage and stuff to, <coughs> to rebuild your so it, they re, so it, it rebuilt my airway to, yeah. so I've got the capacity to breathe mm. to an extent. Yeah. 
but obviously you can't rebuild vocal cords. No. And uh, and you said they've become so <coughs> swollen that you can't. Yeah, right. Like one of them's really swollen, and it's just not doing anything. So technically, they may as well not be there. So how are you? So it's easier just to say I have no vocal yeah, cords yeah. because wow. technically that's what I have or not have. So how the fuck? Um, they said I use my diaphragm. Okay. So I say, I, for an example, what I say, if you think of, say, for, like Pavarotti. Mm, yeah. And other opera singers and stuff, yeah. classical singers, they use their diaphragm, diaphragm to get yeah. their the power yeah. through, and it extends their vocal cord power mm. and stuff like that. Whereas I'm doing that, but I haven't got the vocal cords to extend ah. it. So, to yeah. But you're still able to speak and communicate. And so. So you don't it know. It sounds funny. I'm just talking all air. Cause... <laughs> How did you feel about when you when they when they told you this? When they said you haven't got any vocal cords. To to what did you I think feel? I was what did you feel overwhelmed? I think. Yeah. I told I can people. I'm one to advertise it. Mm. So. I mean, I, I mean, I say this on on stage because it's cheesy, but I honestly can't think of another way of saying it. I was speechless. <laughs> For fuck's but sake. you get my drift. <laughs> I, I didn't you just know, didn't say anything. I Couldn't, didn't know what to... to. Wow, man. That's amazing. But, and, and here you are on a I'm podcast not, chatting. Yeah. Um, I suffered quite a bit of depression. I didn't realize until like a year or so ago that I did. Yeah. And eventually my GP just went, are you depressed? And I went, seems like it. Because huh? I had my head in my hands on his desk. Yeah, right. And what, um, was, what was the first, what, was it like the usual signs of depression? You know, like when you, you know. Um, I mean, I had it for like 10 years and I didn't know. Yeah. I think a lot of people. And I don't like, think yeah. you know until you've, until a specialist goes, yeah. oh, you're depressed. I yeah. had, um, uh, what's it called, the cognitive behavioural... Oh, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some up. It's CBT, they call that. CBT yeah. therapy, that's it. And... Um, so you were depressed? So I had that, and I, I kind of realised why I was depressed, mostly and all that. Um, but I still, I, I still have bouts, very little bouts. I'm on medication, mm. but... Um, the voice thing does get to me sometimes. Yeah, right. When you have to keep, because like you say, you don't. It, it just happens. You're someone, not making an effort. Yeah, but someone. Does it hurt? Yeah, it can do. Yeah, it, it can be quite. Yeah, bad. And then when it dries out as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the the speech and language therapist said, basically, try and enunciate stuff better. Okay. Which I think I'm doing very well. Yeah, um, better than me. <laughs> she said um, if you have to, if you say something to the ex to the best of your ability mm. at that time and the person that you're speaking to doesn't hear you and you feel that you cannot 
repeat yourself, mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, well, okay. It's there, just, just, just don't. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's harder than you think. I can imagine, yeah. Because I wear hearing aids because right. I'm deaf. Yeah. So the hearing aids, there's even troubles with that. The hearing aids just enhance the hearing that you have. Okay. It's not like I'm fully deaf mm. and they're making me hear. I am technically deaf mm. to an extent and the hearing aids just enhance it. Mm. And people uh, with, people don't seem to know how to deal with it because they can pick up too much. Yeah, right. And the amount of people that I say something and they can't hear me and eventually I'm just like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Wow. And then they get, oh, well, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm done. And does that affect, that must affect you. It affects my yeah. brain. It yeah, affects yeah, yeah. my, because that's hard work. Yeah, of course it is. And it's like, people that I know can have, some people have, a constant volume control on their voice. Mm. Like, if their voice was a volume control, it would just be up and down constantly. Yeah. They're bellowing when they don't need to, they're whispering when they don't need to. They're, and they're just like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. whoa, just deal with it. Just, like, talk to me. Yeah. Talk to me. Look at me and talk to me. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Got you. Don't walk out of the room. No. Nah. Into the kitchen, and then because they call you can't. shout, and I'm just sat there going, "Yeah, what? Yeah." So you, you mean, so when you're talking, you, you have to see faces when you're talking to the person. Not necessarily see faces, no. but to have someone like me and you are mm. here, yeah, right, like literally a foot away, yeah. Um, and I found I found a brochure from the hearing assessment that describes what deaf people need. Okay. And what was I try that? and put that out, people, like what I just said, like yeah, people right, okay. sat, right, just look at them. Yes. Don't stand right next to them and shout. No. Or whatever, just. Because that's the other thing as well, when people find out that you're deaf, I imagine they, they yeah, they up the volume a but bit they and don't speak think slowly. I'm deaf because I've got hearing aids. <laughs> of course, cool. that's the thing like, people don't understand about like, hearing aids. Yeah, it only enhances what I've got. It's yeah. not. I'm not hearing like you. You're not hearing more. Yeah, yeah. Well, my brother's got um, hearing aids. He's got little buds. I mean, he used yeah. to have in the seventies. He said those big old boxes on a on a belt on the front. Yeah, yeah. And they'd whistle when you got too near the telly. You know that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So, you know, technology now, he's got these little buds that he has. Yeah, but, you know, I, even, even, you know, that's my brother. He's never told me how hearing aids work. It's hard, it's hard to do it because a lot of people are there and there and gone in a flash mm. or got problems themselves. Yeah. But it's, it's difficult because you've got to teach everybody and not everyone's teachable. No. So the other side of it as well, people are scared to ask questions as well. Oh god, that does my head. Because they don't want to offend you. I years ago I've had people they're either scared to ask questions Mm. or very few ask questions. I had someone who was training to be a paramedic 
who kind of knew me from from seeing. Yeah. And she wanted to know. So she went out to a friend of mine, asked them what's up. Mm. He said, go and talk to him. Yeah. He came up to me and said, she's training to be a paramedic. She wants to know what your story is. Mm. Would you mind if she spoke to you? And I said, no, not at all. I'll yeah. tell her. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I. Yeah. If you don't ask, you don't no, know. No, no, no. And I never heard from her. Oh, really? And this is like. Just yeah. Well, this is. Like, you don't you, ask, you don't. Yeah. Get, well, so. this is it. When we got talking the last time I saw you, briefly. Yeah. And then we connected online and. And you know, there was a bit of back and forth. And then you were like, I want to, you know. You were so trying it. to offend me, weren't you? I did. <laughs> I was trying, I really wanted to know. Trying to, trying to make it unintentional. I know. <laughs> People don't know me, no, I wouldn't do that. But it does make me laugh. You have a dark sense of humour about it. And you would say, because when there was that thing and you were going, I think you're mocking me. And I'm like, I'd never do that. <laughs> and then you said, well, when we, when we get to know each other, you will. <laughs> I imagine we will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you say you've got a sense of humour that gets you through. I yeah, think. Through. But that's, yeah, yeah I, I, I wanted, I, you know, I wanted to know what, what your story I was. I mean, you so. ask my friends, mm. like within the comedy circuit, they know that I thrive off of them taking the mick out of me. Yeah, right. <laughs> even the other day at the, this next act, my friend Greg Winfield went on stage. He was... The, the the last act of the night and he feeds off of the audience okay. and talks to the audience and stuff and he said something and I think it was something about his age and he said who else is it 32 in the audience and I went yeah and obviously he knew me and he yeah. took the mick out of me not and people most people in the, a lot of the people didn't or in the audience didn't know that he knew me yeah right okay. and then eventually he went so he said something and he went, because I, I like, I, some of the jokes I've got for, are kind of from him and mm. he, about my image, the way I look. Yeah. And I love it. And he brought me on stage just so people could see who he was oh, mocking. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I happily went on stage <laughs> with a big smile on my face. And I purposely yeah. put my hood down yeah, just right. so everyone can yeah. see the point. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. And my mate George Willoughby was just like, yeah, you dealt with that really well. Yeah, yeah. You've got such a Which, great attitude oh, just, towards yeah. it all, considering what you've been through and yeah. you, what a life you've had. You've had so much to deal with and yet you don't let it I get mean, you down. I mean, well, you know, you get, like, like I say, you don't let it get down. That's not what I mean, but you've, you're, you're always- I try not to. You seem to be pushing ahead despite because depression can be debilitating, can't it? You can, you know, there's, and it, uh, you know, a lot of time it comes for no reason. Like you, you know, a lot of it, you go, I, I, I get it. And I, I had um, psychotherapy and it was, and that's when he's, my therapist said, he goes, you're clinically depressed. You haven't dealt with this, 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 and this, and, and that's, and it's still getting you down. So, because I'd be lying there and going, I can't understand what's going on. Everything's yeah. fine. I mean, yeah. I've been, the last couple of years, I've been through a bit of shit, but yeah. I'm sort of, I feel I'm at the other side now. But yeah. I still get times I'm lying on the bed and I can't move because I'm like, what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? Well, that's, it's like you, we were saying earlier, like everyone goes through either the same or similar yeah. 
But like I said, everyone deals with it differently. Yeah. Do you have Do you have anything to do? You do anything like sort of physically to sort of get yourself out of it, or uh, just try and sit back and think? Yeah. Really, I I mean, with the modelling I do. Yeah. And I I do it quite often actually, like life and even just things like that, like modelling, portrait modelling, photography. Yeah. And. that can be quite therapeutic. So that can be quite, so meditative. It's yeah, just, nice. But I never, in, I've never actually done meditation. No. So I'm looking to maybe just try and get into, just yeah, try and get away, not necessarily get away physically from everything, but Mental. get away in my mind from yeah. everything. We interrupt this podcast to remind you to join Insane in the Membrane live this Sunday. That's Sunday, the 23rd of June at the South End Comedy Festival with special guest Bobby Mayer. Click the link in the podcast description. Also, just quickly, forgot to mention, uh, on Monday, the 24th of June, I should be at 2 North Down doing an Edinburgh preview of my new show, Death Becomes Him. It starts at 8.15, so get yourselves down. It'd be great to see you. Have a laugh. Cheers. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Your positivity is inspiring. Since I've met you, and only briefly, you're like, you, I mean, you're, you know, you, you were chatting away to me when we first met, and I felt like I'd known you ages. I mean, really, we only met like a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was like I'd known you a long time. And then chatting online. <laughs> now we're here. Yeah, you mocking me online. There's no, stop fucking saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you've had so much to deal with in your life. Yeah. Because you've had other things as well, conditions and. Yeah, and yeah other I mean, stuff. I've liver, liver problems. Right. Basically, is it, all, like, is it all connected or not? You said, not, oh, no, no, you said no, it's, no, it's not, not, is it? No. Um, basically, I had a condition, varices, which is to do with the liver. Okay. And um, basically, Varices is what you get as if if you're literally a raging alcoholic. Okay. But I was a child, so 
I didn't. Uh, you had the liver of an alcoholic, even though you were much, a child. Basically, yeah. So that I, they had to sort the viruses out. So they banded my liver to sort those out. And then I had to have a liver bypass. Holy shit. So they opened you up from chest. Yeah, chest. Chest to navel. Just above my belly button. And then yeah. above your, Jesus. Um, and basically, this was Birmingham Children's Hospital. Okay. In the, in the city centre. Um, what they were going to do was, the bypass was, basically, between my liver and my, liver and my, uh, spleen, is it? Yeah. Um, there was no blood flow. Okay. So the liver, the, the blood would go in mm. to my spleen and not come out. So right. whatever. Um, so what they were, what they were going to do was they were going to use a foreign body mm. or, or an, a, an alien body as they call it or whatever, which was a, a vein. Okay. Um, to, make the the flow between yeah. the liver and the spleen um and if they did when they'd done that they would have had to have gone in mm. uh as i grew up okay and changed it right because it's not me so no but when they went in uh the surgeon dr jean de ville de goyer he was great french as mm. you can probably tell <laughs> um lives in like a adam's family house Oh, he's, no. like, he's now he's now a he's now a specialist in the Vatican children's ward. Is he? Yeah, amazing. He was so good. I and the, what he did was when he went in, they found an unused umbilical vein. What? So where so the umbilical cord? Yeah, yeah. Got all the veins and stuff. Right. There was an unused vein there, and they were like, "Oh, we use that." So they use that, and they told us. So now, then that meant that they didn't have to go in every now and then, no. every so many years or whatever, um, because it's mine and it, it so just grew yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. Look, like with the ribs in my neck. Yeah, I love saying I got ribs in my neck. <laughs> Old neck ribs. Yeah. Someone said something the other day. It was like you got different. They said jokingly, said, "Oh, I got." It's like uh, having different Mr. Potato Head or something, having different parts of you in different places. Yeah, yeah, moving it around. And I'm like, yeah, well, I've got the back of my head and my nose. That's another thing. What? The back of my head and my nose. I've got the ribs. I've got my ribs in my airway. Um, so basically, they did, I'll tell you the nose bit in a minute. Yeah, what um, the fuck? Um, the, 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 so they didn't have to go back in every nah. so often to change the, the, the vein yeah right and that was also either the first procedure of that type of that type mm. or one of the I think it was more than likely the first procedure of that type so there's a lot of people have written papers about you Me, yes because it is one of my x-rays have been in many different countries France especially. Really? Um, um, so they, and they didn't know, they wouldn't know if it had worked. Okay. Until like 10 years <clears throat> after the surgery. Right. So I'd go back for 
uh, ultrasound scan every yeah. year and they just check to see if it's, and it's fine um, I'm not an alcoholic anymore <laughs> even though I do drink you knocked it on the air when you were nine yeah <laughs> well let's go back you dropped a fucking oh, yeah, bomb the, in the middle of that nose thing yeah, what right. do you mean you know back your head when, you... when I was born I had no bridge on my nose so it's basically a button nose yeah uh, probably to do with all the so all the, so your skull wasn't formed yeah. properly so they had to go in and rebuild it, your skull my skull was formed properly it was just fused together Okay. So I didn't have the soft spots. Got you. Oh, I see. Sorry. Right. And uh, I've got all the bits now. I've got metal plates and screws. And, yeah. And, oh, and also with the surgery, obviously with the amount of surgery I've had with the skull, yeah. I say, if you think about it, my skull is like a globe jigsaw. Do you know what a globe yeah, jigsaw is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every time you do it, it gets bigger. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they've stopped that now because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've stopped growing and stuff. Um, so now that's it. There was no more need for surgery. Not and... really, no. The, the, some of it's cosmetic. Yeah. Um, I've got... So so the back of my head that I've got in my nose to give me a nose. So they took a bit of the back of your head yeah, off? Yeah, like the cartilage and stuff, put it in my and nose put it in to your give nose. me a nose. Because right. um, it was basically just a button nose. So just I've a... had so many looks in my life and that's nothing to do with fashion. <laughs> I say I've looked like a pug. I've also looked like a chihuahua with hydrocephalus. Which, if you watch, if you watch uh, Fitzpat, um, Noel Fitzpatrick, right. uh, Super Vet. Yeah. There was a there was. Uh, I looked at this chihuahua on there with hydrocephalus, which is another thing that I've got. What's hydrocephalus? You've um, mentioned that before. I think it's like pressure on the brain and stuff. Right. Um, so even though, so when they. Yeah, on, if you sorry. go and look at this chihuahua with hydrocephalus, basically from the nose up, I look like that. Right. But I've also looked like a cross between the chihuahua with hydrocephalus and the pug. Right. So I'm happy. So you look that. like Ren Anst- You look like Ren Anstin, Pete. Yeah. So I'm oh. happy with that because they're quite cute. So. Yeah. yeah. I think you're an impressive um, looking dude. And and then there were sometimes I look quite baby-like, rather than. Baby cross well, now you've, sh- now you've, but, um, you've shaved your beard off. Yeah. You look all angelic and young, <laughs> don't you? Apparently, I'm more approachable. Um, but then, yeah. So, what was, so there's pressure on the brain, and that's, is that fluid or? That's too much, too much pressure on the brain, yeah. That's right. why I've got the shunts. Okay. Uh, you see the little mushroom bits on my head. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Right. Uh, basically, it pumps, the, it pumps the excess fluid out, which was too much. If I didn't have them, I'd be dead. So those bumps, yeah. they're pumping. They're in my ears yeah. on the front, and I got shunts on the back. And basically, they the Amayas are is what they test for the pressure. Okay. And they go the tubes go into my brain, yeah. into the shunts, at the back of my head, yeah. and then out of my shunts and down, and into my body. So I. Why it pumps into your body? And it, in other words, I go and piss out. Like a drain pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And they can block, and they have blocks, and I can't, they tried me on one shunt, but I can't do it. No, you need two. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically. Fuck, oh, man. Um, so there's that. I got, uh, to, with the with the with all the surgery I've had, the skull movements. Yeah. As you can imagine, well, when I was 11, 
we estimated I had about 120 operations. By the time you were 11? <clears throat> when I was 11. We measured all my scars and like the times they'd been open, so yeah. all the surgeries, and they were taller than my dad. Fuck me. The measurement. Of yeah, them. yeah. Um, so that was when I was 11, so it was going to be a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, but so by the time you were 11, yeah. and, and since then you've had? Around about 120 when I was 11, probably double that, if not more. Fuck me. Even just procedures and things. And even when they go and have a look and... Um, yeah, and, um, but with, this, with the movements of the, the movement of the, bo the bones in the skull, um, <coughs> it, it fucks your skull up. It, it can, mm. it, like... My, well, weakens it. Yeah, like yeah. with my... The amount of crevices that were in my forehead... Mm. They when I went when they went in they went in to do my cheekbones right but didn't have any fuck me so I've got titanium in there yeah to give me cheekbones really but in so they the, rebuilt your head <laughs> but in the in the forehead they were like yeah we'll just we'll help smooth it out so I basically got a medical version of polyfiller yeah. in my forehead to to so spackle. Yeah. To, to smooth it out. Well, underneath the skin. Underneath the skin. Yeah. Yeah. Just and then to, they put the skin back over the top. They even fucked that up. What, the skin? The, the, the putting that in. Really? Yeah, I came back onto the ward and my, my, I, had a, I had a bubble, a swollen bubble on my forehead. Ah, uh, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't so something that, smooth it out properly. No, it wasn't that, it was no. hollow. It was ah, hollow. shit. Oh, I see. So, I thought it was like when you put your wallpaper up. Yeah, no, it you was... You smoothed it out. So they know. didn't... I don't... They were just like, oh. Fuck. So you go back in. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> it's not a medical term. Yeah. You got your so they did that. <laughs> you know, it's seven I mean, years at medical with, school. What they do is they go in through the... To do anything in my face, right. they go in through the scar that I've got from ear to ear. Right. And just... We'll open you peel, up. Peel my face forward. Like a satsuma. Love it. I love talking about this. You do, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's the only way if you if, if you say you cope with it by uh, Yeah, I mean I have to, yeah. yeah. So what about arthritis? Is that a problem? Do you think that um, is that gonna They said that because of all the surgery I've had, yeah, all the operations, they said that I would be prone to something arthritis wise yeah. a lot earlier in life. Right. And I mean, there's so many things under the family of arthritis. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Like fibromyalgia and things like that. Mm. So yeah, it could be anything. My GP just said, well, if you, if we diagnose you with anything, we just give you a load of drugs. So here's the drugs. What? Yeah, pretty much. Just gave you a load of drugs? Yeah, because they were going to do that anyway if I was diagnosed with anything. So they were just like, well, they just give you the all drugs. Right. So I was like, all right. <laughs> So you're on, are you take so you're taking stuff now? Yeah. Yeah. But as well with the amount of surgeries I've had, yeah. I've scared so many specialists right. in my life. Yeah. That like they're just they're, they they have been worried that I would become immune to like drugs mm. so or anesthetic yeah, right. or yeah. things like that I suppose because you've having so much your body, yeah, your body, body just, just go just, yeah. right. but um, 
Oh, also, I, another person I'm scared, talking about ear, nose and throat clinic. Mm. I, uh, I, I got lots of nasal problems with, okay. the, with the skull. Because they had to re, they had to build you a nose. So I basically that... got, I basically got, I, I got constantly swollen uh, sinuses. Okay. They're, they're prone to infection. I think I've got a hole in one or both wow. or, or whatever. And um, so I'm prone to infections. There's any steps you have to take do you, uh, you sort of I do nasal uh, the nasal spray nasal sprays yeah and I, I I try and yeah I try and get Orbis oil or whatever and right, yeah, snort yeah, yeah. it and stuff I went what the ENT specialist had to do I'd never met him at this time was he had to go in to the nose and snip, basically a little pair of scissors and snip mm. something. In your nose? In my nose. I can't remember what it was, but he went in. And as you know, my body's fucked. Um, things are in the wrong places. So he went up, snipped this thing that he meant to snip. Right. And it turns out the thing that he meant to snip wasn't in the place that he meant that it was meant to be. So he snipped something else. So he snipped something else. And that thing was an artery. And he snipped an artery in yeah. your head. And this, this is a, 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 like a professional. Yeah. But because things were um, all in a different place, because, he thought it was slipping Because I'm complicated. Yeah. So he went up and he snipped it and I bled out pretty much. I had it, all the orifices in my head were getting the blood out. Mm. So um, I was crying, Fuck. blood. Yeah. I was blood out my nose, blood out my mouth, blood out my ears. It was fucking Shit, great. Shit, man. It was lovely. But they but they managed um, to... So what they did, he was obviously shitting himself. Yeah, of course he was. Um, I'd love it if he actually did shit himself. <laughs> I think the last thing you'd want in a room where you're, yeah, you're yeah. I'm not worried he's adding shit to it but um, um, so he was like uh, we didn't have any blood to give you so we had to do an emergency and get some uh, um, um, yeah so they bagged my nose up with like pumps right. and stuff and the next thing I know I wake up and I'm like what and I'm getting turned over every half an hour because my pillow's covered in blood. It looks like I've been massacred. massacred. So it was still, so these, it was, you fucking images. love it, didn't you? I love these images. <laughs> um, so one day I woke up and mum was chatting to somebody and I went, so mother, have you met this uh, surgeon yet? And she went, yeah, he stood right next to me. And I went, thanks. <laughs> And he went, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean for this to happen. I was like, it's all right. Well, I tell you what, you're the most one of the most incredible people I've ever met. Yes. You've had so much shit go on. And that's, yeah, the, you're, that's the yeah, least you're, of it. And that's the what? That's the least. That's what do you mean the least? There's more I could say. Well, fucking say it. All right, if all you want, right. you don't have to. You know, um, I don't want to. You can say whatever you want to say. I had. I mean, that you've told us some incredible stories and it's, then you go 
Well, that's not the half of it. Those are what? Bladder, bladder problems. Yeah. Um, I got a neuropathic bladder. What's which that? Is basically, the, the, the nerves in the bladder are just pointless. So it doesn't know when you're full um, or when you need much. a piss. So I just, I just get up and go, get up and go. I used to. You're wear, fairly aware. I'm going to be honest now. I used. I don't tell many people this, but I'll say it because I, I. Fuck it. I'm not embarrassed by it. Cool. I used to wear uh, pads. Oh, okay. So to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. catch my dribbles. Yes. And capitalise um, to, to empty the bladder. Well, I couldn't empty myself. So, yeah, you didn't do that yourself, though, did you? Uh, I did. I did near the end of it. Well, you had it so many times, you knew how to do it. Yeah. Because you have to put it in, but most you, have to of the pump time, water, you have to pump water into the... It's basically just a just a long tube. And you just, yeah, but there's a balloon at the end of it and, to stop it coming out. And they uh, and they used to have to stick liquids up my bladder. Uh, but um, that was oh, painful. Yeah. Um, I had some hot nurses that have to do that for me. <laughs> so that was fine. Fuck's sake, um, man. I remember I used to look, I was working in an old people's home. And I remember Hello. one of the one of the old fellas. You were the hot nurse. I was, yeah. I was only twenty one. One of the one of the Hello. one of the older fellas. He dreamt that he had something in him, and yanked his catheter out. What was this thing? Was it you? He just yeah, fuck off. <laughs> this is. A... <laughs> Listen, I wasn't molesting the patients. You dirty fucker. He dreamt he had something. Yeah, someone he in dreamt him. he had something in him, and then he. <laughs> He, I, I went in there in the morning and there was blood everywhere because he yanked it out. It might have been something. This else. this episode's going to have to be X-rated, mate. We're going to have to good. we're going to have to get put a warning, not for the squeamish. It might have been it might have been just something, just something of yours, like a finger. Or <laughs> uh. I, I there was it was back in the day when certain things I did have to do, but I was always under supervision. I just walk I'm in. so glad. I just walk into someone's room and whack a digit in them. I'm so glad this is going to be X-rated. There was some fucking shit I had to do. They don't do it now. It would be ridiculous. But there was literally shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. well, I've seen, I've seen some stuff. But yeah, I got. So um, you've got. So that was. So your bladder. Big bladder. Right. And then eventually, as I matured, I just went. You know what? I don't want to wear these pads. I don't want to cavitize. I want to deal with it. Mm. And I dealt with it. So you just uh, yeah, at a certain time you go. Oh, I better yeah, go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how old I was. But I was just like, you know what? I don't want to. No. I don't want to walk around. Fuck me! So you've got to drink water because your vocal cords aren't yeah. there and your throat dries out. Yeah. But your bladder can't tell you when it's full. Pretty much, yeah. I, it, it's, I've got a small bladder, yeah. Fucking hell! And also, I. So you drink liters of water and you got from, a small bladder from the backside. Uh huh. To cut a long story short, I basically had a new arsehole built. <laughs> What? And the, how um, can you how can you build uh, an asshole? It was yeah, it was it's called an anoplasty. Anoplasty. Anoplasty, yeah. Anoplasty of whatever. They had to build but you an asshole. I remember the surgeon's name, she was awesome. Mrs. Noblet. Mrs. Noblet built you an asshole. I, I used to call her <laughs> Mrs. Omelet. Yeah. Oh god. Still do actually. Daryl, mate. How old were you? When they had to build you an arsehole? I think I was a baby. I think I was literally... So as far back as then? Oh, so they did that and I was literally led their ass in the air. And they built you an arsehole? And, yeah, she had to... I I, have, I just know it. I just... I, I haven't really looked into it much, but... But it hasn't caused you I any problems. That... You can still... Mind you, have you got... So have you got feeling in your backside? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I keep putting things up there then? 
Dirty. I do. Do you? <laughs> Testing it. Yeah. Filth um, monger. Absolutely. But yeah, filth I am. But yeah. I... So they've had to rebuild you completely? Pretty much. So when you were born, it was empty. I yeah. had something. It was just wrong. Right. Okay. So they had well, to no, like... I wasn't around the wrong way, was it? I'm not actually sure, to be fair. No. Because I was a baby, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I could go to the toilet properly. Oh. So they had to... We had a hole there. Like, do it for me, yeah. But you didn't have any muscles to I, I mess. I, 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 I imagine, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, look, I'll, look, I'll look into it and send you an email. You're going to look into your asshole. Yeah, I'll look, I'll look into my asshole. <laughs> with that camera that they shoved up. Oh, yeah. Place. <laughs> oh, my God, I've got no asshole. So, I shouldn't be shitting. So they've had... <laughs> you have to... Oh, God. So you've had your lower regions all rebuilt. You've had your head rebuilt. Anything else, Darren? Oh, this also, is... obviously you see my eyes, yeah? Yes. Obviously they're not as bad as they were. No. Because obviously I've got the cheekbones now. And yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Obviously I've got the titanium. Oh, is, mate, brag, brag, brag. <laughs> which is the cheekbones. Yes. Um, one's a bit better than the other. Mm. I can actually feel the titanium is great. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. No. It's just... Oh, yeah. It's a titanium plate, isn't it? Fuck me. Oh, yeah. I've never felt that Later. before. Later. Um, not in a bum holder. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Do it in mine. Um, I'm, that's what I'm wait, saying. I'm not... Don't I don't want to... Don't, <laughs> don't know which one. I'm not putting my knob in your ear, fix arsehole. Uh, <laughs> I like that. You can have I that. Like that. <laughs> Back in Meccano. <laughs> All right. I'm, um, yeah, they were worried that with my eyes being so fucking googly, they were worried that they wouldn't stay in my head. What? So not what? They just uh, well because you've got no muscles to keep them in. Because they're just they're just protruding. But they're but they're attached, aren't they? Obviously. They're attached. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was no. You. But your eye socket. I can see you. Yeah. yeah. But they had to sort of rebuild your sockets yeah. in order to keep they had them in. To, it's all the that's all the craniofacial stuff. So they got to build the. They got to bring. Oh, also, also. What do you also, Daryl? Saying about the my top jaw was, uh, I had an underbite. So the the bite the the bottom jaw was smaller than the was farther out. Oh, further out. Far farther out than the top jaw. Okay. And part of this is part of the rebuild. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what they did was obviously I had braces, mm. which was a fucking hell. So on top of all that, you had to have braces on your teeth. And then they had, but not just that. Did you have the headgear as well? I had the met the red frame. Yeah. Which was attached to my skull, and ah. uh, and the wires in my top jaw. Was it all screwed in? Oh, oh! Literally, they turned the screws like half a millimeter every day. So as they turn the screw, yeah. it brings the top jaw forward. Right. And they did that every day over nine weeks. To bring your jaw in line. Yeah. Um, Valentine's Day on, Valentine's Day before my 18th birthday yeah. was when I had that taken off. And so that, so I had the red frame in my jaw Top jaw brought forward, so now I've got an overbite, which is a property. And, oh, they had, yeah, and they had to go in and yeah, yeah, Mate. do things from the inside and 
Yeah. Fuck my mouth about. Fucking hell, Daryl. So, fuck. So with all that. But again, that's a list. <laughs> <laughs> so top to bottom, you've been built. <laughs> literally, top, top to, to bottom. bottom. <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. Like, yeah, Mrs. Noblet. And then, and then, I suppose, so all the drugs now that you're on as well, or been on and have been, again, that's obviously going to fuck, that's going to fuck I jokingly, you. I jokingly say that I'm pretty sure all the drugs that I've been on in the past mm. are still doing something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, so it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm immune to a lot of it. And then when you have your moments when you're a bit down. Pain threshold and, as well. Pain threshold is pretty cool. But you've got one, have you? I have, yeah. From from a mental point of view, I can deal with physical pain a lot better mm. because I'm used to it. Yeah. Than uh, mental mental okay. pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing other people that I love and care about. Right. I in hospital. Mm. That really. Which unfortunately you up. I have to do. And do you feel that close family and stuff? Do you feel that it affects you more because of what you've been through? So you see someone else, but you know. Yeah, even people I don't I know because it's intrusive as well. Isn't it? You, yeah. I if I I would literally rather have all the things that they've got wrong with them. Give it to me, and I would I would. You would deal so with it. I would deal with it. That is amazing. They wouldn't. Because they'd be the one look, looking, ones looking over me. But from my point of view, I, 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 I could. You take it from them. Yeah, I mean, I, I so would. Yeah, that's, Can, a, that's amazing, man. And you've got, <coughs> you've got people around you. You've got yeah, friends, yeah. family. You've got a nice support unit. Yeah, I've got. Yeah. 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 And you, now you've got comedy and. Yeah, modelling. Yeah, modelling. <laughs> getting naked you get naked I've seen it Daryl I <laughs> saw it yeah I couldn't yeah. that went in me wank bank yeah <laughs> what the drawings or the real pictures the real pictures of course oh yeah. weird what's wrong with you <laughs> I can see you and your missus at home oh yeah yeah <laughs> looking at it <laughs> looking he's at telling it. me to get dressed up like you I mean fuck's sake man Imagine, imagine you want to stick it. Imagine you want to stick it. Up your plastic bottle. Imagine, imagine you want to stick it in one of my holes, <laughs> wherever that is you in my head. Just put it anywhere. I got two holes in my head. Two more holes in my head. Yeah, but uh, with the with the pressure on the head. Oh, fucking hell! Go with on. the pressure on the head. Yeah. I've got uh, basically windows in the side of my head. So what they do is they just take the the bone out. And so, then have a look so, inside. So that so that when. I do get pressure yeah. on the head, like uh, they can see. They, they 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 inflate a bit. What? So when I said, like, oh, I see. So, so they go in through the got, windows in your head. Yeah. So I can't when, believe I just said the sentence. The windows in your head. So when I said that you could stick it in any orifice of mine, stick it in the windows in your head. <laughs> your fuck windows. Yeah. yeah. Windows. Now I'm I not putting. I'm not putting anything in your fucking head. To be fair, in your arsehole, what am I talking about? To be fair, dude, yeah, you might not have a choice. Oh, fucking hell. You're going to make me fuck your head. 
I don't know if this can. This, like, is, this, this episode. It's like people, this is going to have to come with such a big. It's like people say parental guidance thing. It's like photographers that say, "Oh, I want to take your picture, but not naked," and I say, "You might not have a choice." Yeah, right. You're going to get naked anyway. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> with permission, obviously. Yeah. But you're all right. Like yeah. I know that's a fucking stupid I'm question. So, I'm so glad this is going to be so X-rated. It's going to be so X-rated. I don't know how. I'm, I'm going to have to. Cause I, 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 my I produ- like, I've got producer Paul that he edits all this. I like that I've made it awkward for you. I genuinely thought right because when I see, I was when you said coming on the podcast, this I'm is like, be so fucking upset. right. I was like fucking right. You're coming on. I want to find out. I want to know your story. This is going to be such a story. I've, I'm speechless. I speak for a living, and I don't know what to say to you. Ignore your ignore your producer and just. Hey, listen, producer Paul, if you're listening to this, yeah. mate, good yeah. luck. Good fucking luck editing this. Yeah. Ignore ignore your producer and... Airfix arsehole has got to just, stay in, though. Just hide it somewhere. <laughs> no, this is going out, put mate. It on, put it on Pornhub or something. <laughs> With a picture of one of your drawings. I'd listen to it. Mate, this is going out. You know that, didn't you? Good. Yeah. Good. You fucking rotter. <laughs> this is the best podcast, podcast ever. Yeah, fucking is, it. mate. Oh, Daryl, man. This uh, has been fucking great. Daryl, thanks, man. All right, dude. Love you. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Bye. Insane in the membrane. So there you go. Uh, I did... I did, <laughs> I did... I did warn you all that that wasn't for the squeamish, didn't I? I mean, poor old Daryl. He really has been through it. I mean, he's been turned inside out since the day he was born. He really has gone through it, yet yeah, here he is, still live and kicking, and he's, he's a funny boy, he's a lovely man, you know, he's a mate, and, and I love having him, I love having him around, what a dude. Next time, we're live in Southend, guest starring my good friend Mr Bobby Mayer. It's not too late to buy a ticket and join us, unless of course it is, you know. Uh, if you can get a ticket, I'm sure they're still available, they might be, they might not, I hope not, because, you know, we, let's, let's sell this out, so, uh, yeah. Tickets are only a fiver. Click the link on the episode description for this show. Thanks to Zenon Gaku for the music and Jade Adams for once again the inspiration and the roast dinner she's preparing me right this minute. I know, I know. What a time to be alive. Don't worry, we've not gone back to the dark ages. She chose to make the dinner. I'm not making her do it, everyone. Please change me to the kitchen. I told you to shut up, lady. It's Producer is Paul Daniels at darkhorsedigital.co.uk and I have once again been Mr. Rich Wilson. Till next time, look after yourselves, look after each other. See you later. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365 day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.